Hi, I'm Mike Ashcraft, pastor currently in Van Nuys, California. Pastor, man of God, your wife left everything to follow you in your dream. Are you going to leave her with nothing? The Bible says he who doesn't provide for his own is worse than an unbeliever and has denied the faith. As men of God, we're ready to stand before God due to tragedy at any moment's notice. But what about our families? What happens to them if we were to die? There's an easy financial solution so that they don't have to go through poverty or destitution. Call me today, 310-403-6471. That's 310-403-6471. Welcome to the Taking the Land podcast. Land podcast. This is your home for daily audio sermons from Christian Fellowship Ministries. God has gifted our fellowship with some of the finest preachers in the world that we want to share. Uh, Romans chapter uh, 12. I want to um, just share with you a couple of practical principles when it comes to the things of God and the will of God. And, um, you know, I think we all struggle with the idea or the question, amen, what is God's will, not only in the earth, uh, but our part in God's will, amen, and uh, <clears throat> to discover that and to discover our part in it all, and so to look at some practical uh, principles in finding the will of God for your life. Our text is Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, I plead with you, I beg of you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed or pressed into the mold that we see in this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so <clears throat> let me consider with you, first of all, discovering God's will for your life. And uh, <clears throat> we have set some things in motion, amen, being able to discover the will of God. And so uh, part of this is we have to have a surrendered heart. In other words, we have to be willing to do God's will. It's a matter, it's a decision on our part. Uh, amen. Nobody is going to put a gun to your head. No one is going to show up and, uh, you know, and lift your hands, uh, you know, as a sign of surrender. Amen. This, <clears throat> we have to be willing on our part to do God's will. And God will only speak to people who are willing. If you're not willing, he's not going to say anything to you. In John 7, verse 17, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. So <clears throat> I appreciate, amen, the heartfelt response, amen, but I am convinced that Christianity is a thinking man's religion. It requires thought. It requires that you, and I'm not excluding women, uh, uh, bear with me, but um, you have to think. You have to consider what God is saying and subsequently respond. He reveals his will 
to those who are willing to do it. If we're not willing, we're not going to get any help from the Lord. And he's not going to speak into our lives. And so <clears throat> anything and everything dealing with the will of God, amen, develops out of a basic relationship with God. Included in that relationship, one is prayer. Prayer is not a ritual. Prayer is designed for you and I to communicate with God, to speak to God, and in turn, Him speaking to us. People who don't pray, don't hear. Because it's a two-way relationship. And one of the mistakes that all religions have a tendency to make uh, is they turn it into a ritual. It's, uh, and uh, so there's no ongoing, uh, vibrant relationship that is so crucial and so necessary. This is what salvation is all about. You and I removing the wall that separates uh, us from the Lord, and in turn, amen, we develop uh, the ability to communicate. Uh, you and I talk to him, and he in turn talks to us. People who pray regularly are uh, the most likely people to hear from God and in turn know and understand and respond to the will of God. So I encourage you, <clears throat> Take the time and put forth the effort to pray. This is where a lot of marriages fall short because there's no effort. There's no communications. Uh, amen. Uh, they're simply silent partners, and that makes it extremely challenging and difficult. Uh, amen. But where there is uh, a sense of uh, understanding and communication, uh, oftentimes uh, it thrives. The same thing is true in friendships, and the same thing is true in our relationship with God. We have a basic relationship with God, and uh, one of the important elements of that is we pray. We communicate. It's crucial. Second of all, we need to read our Bible. When I served on the uh, uh, partnership, DSDP, with the Colton School District, it was very interesting because one of the, a number of the studies... Um, of students in school is this. If you cannot read by the end of the third grade, you will struggle in school the rest of your life. Reading. Reading. Not video games. Not nonsense. Not tick-tock, tick-tock, boom. Reading. And one of the things that's so interesting about coming to Jesus, uh, amen, is he has uh, given you and I what we call the Bible, and in turn, we begin to read. <clears throat> I remember uh, evangelist uh, Jesus Vicera, he got saved. He'd only gone through the eighth grade. Uh, he was working in one of the copper mines in southern Arizona, and one of the things that he began to do as a new believer is he learned how to read. 
And reading our Bible puts God's spirit inside of us. There's a divine enablement. John 6, verse 63, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh doesn't give life. The words I told you are spirit and they give life. This is not just dead, dull, and boring. This is life. The word of God, the scriptures, uh, amen. And reading our Bible gives basic guidelines of what is and what isn't the will of God for our life. John 14, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. See, we have to ask ourselves, what is important to the Lord? What is not acceptable to the Lord? So when we establish a foundation, <clears throat> what we should do and what we should not do, amen, it helps us when it comes to the will of God. So it's interesting if you're already doing the will of God. Because a lot of times we have second thoughts, we're kind of frustrated, we're unsure, amen. Because oftentimes we don't recognize, we don't see it for what it is, we don't really know what the will of God is. And in our culture today, with the onslaught of mysticism, amen, that spills into Christianity, and we're oftentimes, we're expecting a bright light, <laughs> a voice from heaven, thus says the Lord, chop, chop, an angel. Let me just reassure you, if you have an angel that manifests itself in your presence and begins to speak to you, run for your life. See, there's something about faithfulness. See, faithfulness in the midst of a church, amen, where you and I are actively involved is God's will. When we attend, when we pray, when we give, when we help, God's will is being done, and we're doing it. Maybe God isn't speaking, amen. Yes, and amen. Well done, thou young servant. Because you and I are in the middle of God's will for our lives. We're doing what he's asking us. And <clears throat> if you're unsure, ask. You know, the problem we have in our culture today is we'd rather go to social media. We don't want to ask anybody in authority. We don't want to ask anybody that might know. When I get on the internet, venture out in TikTok, TikTok. See, an honest heart that genuinely wants the will of God for their life, amen, simply ask God, show me your will. 
in the 143rd Psalm, verse 10, teach me to do your will. For you are my God, your spirit is good, lead me in the land of uprightness. In 1 Samuel 3, verse 10, the Lord came and stood there and called as he had before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel said, speak, Lord, for I am your servant and I'm listening. Teach us, speak to us, help us, guide us. See, God's overall will for humanity is redemption. So when we get involved in God's work of redemption, in some way, we're stepping into his will. Giving, witnessing, working with new believers, helping in the church. All of these factor into the redemption of precious souls. And when we do that, we're more than likely to hear from God than those that are not involved. And there are decisions or there are situations that are going to arise in every one of our lives where decisions need to be made. We want to know. And God will guide, God will help, God will work on our behalf. So here's some practical questions that you can ask to help clarify God's will in the decisions for your life. One, has God ever said anything about this in the past? You know, there are things, I don't care what the church world does, but there are things that God has already spoken of and spoken about in his word. And involvement in those things that are forbidden by God are never God's will. He's not changing his mind mid-course. He's not like good Catholics that at one time, oh, no way, but today, amen. Well, the Pope says it's okay. So God said a long time ago, these are things that are forbidden, and the, it's set in stone. We want to change, amen, <clears throat> the word of God and the things of God and the will of God for our lives because of current trends. Has God ever spoken to you when it comes to his will for your life? How will this affect God's will, the decisions that you make? I would dare say, amen, if an opportunity arises, amen, whether it's a career, job, moving out of town, and you find that uh, there's no church, amen, there's no gospel, uh, and there's no Holy Ghost, I would dare say that that's probably not the will of God. And if God has called you to preach, every decision that you make should revolve around that calling. And we have to ask ourselves, in light of our actions, is it bringing me closer to the Lord or is it pushing me further away? In 1 Kings 19, 
So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please uh, let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And Elijah said to Elisha, Go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him, took a yoke of oxen, slaughtered them, boiled their flesh, used the oxen's equipment, uh, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose, and he followed Elijah and became his servant. So all that you and I are involved in, amen, should be surrendered to God's will. So here's the challenge. Are we willing to be a servant? Are we willing to be a servant? See, if God has a plan for your life, one of the mistakes that's oftentimes made in the Christian world is in light of our fascination with celebrities that we think that the same is true for you and I I'll have attention, I'll have celebrity status, I'll have power, I'll have wealth. In Mark 10, verse 37, they answered, let one of us sit at your right hand and one of us sit at your left side in your glory, in your kingdom. See, oftentimes if we think like that, we approach everything in the Christian world and all that is uh, needed. Uh, we approach that with pride. Look at me. The first picture that comes up on my social media is my picture. I remember Brennanites. And one of the things about William Brennan, their prophet, Amen. Is somehow, some way, he was preaching, and there's a halo, a halo, a light reflection, but it was a halo. And even though he passed away, they would have you come to his church, amen, and they would play his old tapes, his old sermons, even though he was gone. I mean, it just, Southern California has some of the strangest religious groups I have ever run into. Strange. You have the Scientologist. I talk about a weird, bizarre. And it's interesting, the number of celebrities. Because it's all about the attention that I get and the things that I do and the power that I have. You see, everything is a competition. In Genesis 37, verse 6 and 7, and he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheath arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheath stood all around and bowed down to mine. Oh, 
pat me on the back. I'm in the will of God. Yeah, right. God's will is always found on the path of humility. The way up is down. In Luke 14, verse 11, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. In James 4, verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So how do we humble ourselves? Does that mean that we fall to our knees? Walk on our knees? What does it mean? How do I humble myself? You know, a lot of times, all right, pastor, <clears throat> I'm going to start acting humble. What is the old little story about the kid that, was told by his teacher to sit down. And finally he relents and sits down, but he tells the teacher, yeah, but on the inside I'm still standing up. <laughs> we can find God's will by helping someone else find God's will for their life. See, sometimes we can see it as a test. Are we interested in getting all the intention? Or are we interested in seeing God's will being done? See, if we want God's will, it really doesn't matter who it's done through. And it's very interesting as you take a close look at Scripture, amen, that oftentimes someone else is facilitating Another finding God's will. In Genesis 24, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household all these things. So here's Eleazar. He's looking for a wife for um, Isaac. And uh, amen. He's trying to facilitate the will of God for Abraham and Isaac. He's not looking for you know, a pat on the back. He's not looking, amen, to make the cover of uh, a Christian uh, magazine. He's simply trying to facilitate the will of God being fulfilled in someone else. In Joshua 1, verse 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. And goes on <clears throat> to begin to expound. In 1 Kings 19 again, uh, verse 21, Elisha turned back from him and took the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them, boiled their flesh, used the oxen's equipment, gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. To be able to follow someone 
and to facilitate the will of God and to see people step into their destiny. That's serving not only the Lord, but serving others. Even though you think you're losing your own. See, when God sees that we're willing to serve another person's destiny, another person's calling, he gives us our own. In Joshua 1, verse 2, <clears throat> Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, there, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I have given them, the children of Israel. See, to simply stand with others, and however, <clears throat> whatever it takes to see people step into God's will for their life, is highly commended for the Lord, from the Lord. And oftentimes, uh, this facilitates the will of God in our own lives. And to thank and consider others, their spiritual well-being, their destiny, their future, all that God would have in their for their lives. Servants. We're not using the church to get ahead in life. We're not using others as stepping stones. We're simply facilitating, amen, the will of God in the lives of others. And oftentimes this brings us right into the center of God's will for our own life. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, just for a moment. <laughs> Are you in need of a passport in a hurry? Look no further. Global Passport Express is here to help. With our efficient and reliable services, we can process your passport in as quick as seven days. That's right, just seven days. And that's not all. We specialize in visas for many countries, including popular destinations like China, India, and so much more. Whether you're planning a family vacation, a business trip, or your next mission trip, Global Passport Express is your one-stop solution for all your passport and visa needs. So why wait? Reach out to us today at 210-375-7525 to speak with one of our friendly and knowledgeable representatives. They will guide you through the process and answer any questions you may have. You can also visit our website at www.globalpassportexpress.com for more information and to start your application online. It's quick, easy, and convenient. Mention this ad and receive 10% off any of our services. Don't let time constraints hold you back from your travel dreams. Trust Global Passport Express to deliver your passport fast, hassle-free, and with a smile. Global Passport Express, your passport and visa experts. Get ready to explore the world.